You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Yo, 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 Oost, this is Jay Uso. Yo, yo, Oost, this is Jimmy Uso. And you listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops, Oost? High Spots and Cheap Pops, the studio is coming together. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Silicon Wood Steve Out. On the other side is my boy, my partner in friendship and in wrestling, Vlad the Impaler. Welcome. How do you like the new studio? It's coming along a little bit, Impaler. How you doing? I am amazed at the studio. You are sparing no expense and it shows, and I'm loving the direction that this show is going. Uh, we're just starting to scratch the surface. We are going to talk WWE draft there, and we're going to talk about last Friday night's SmackDown. And if anyone watched it live like I had the misfortune of doing. It was one of the few times I've done that. Uh, I really was just absolutely disappointed. And I don't know, maybe call me an idiot, and it's probably my fault for even attempting to watch it, but I really wanted to see how they were going to explain what the hell happened in the main event at Extreme Rules. Are they really going to go with Act of God? I thought it was so bad. I even had this weird faith that they're not. And then a video popped out last week where they actually saw one of the cameramen cut the top rope. So it clearly wasn't an act of God. It was a jerk off cameraman. So I really thought WWE on SmackDown and we're going to get into the draft. And we're going to talk about SmackDown and the draft. What happened on Friday night? I really thought I tuned in just to see if they were really going to go with God turning heel. And Impaler, I was... Not surprised, but disappointed to find out Pat McAfee putting God over as the reason that Roman beat the demon Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. Yeah. <clears throat> Jerk off cameraman is not an act of God. You know what? I think that's a great nickname for that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's cameraman Camera four turned heel. Yeah. <laughs> make sure no, make sure nobody sees him. And, and the funny thing is that this came out, it could have been a blessing in disguise. They simply could have had Austin Theory even. He could have a great feud with Finn Balor if they wanted to go. But name somebody who hasn't feuded with Finn that can kind of look like it might have been the cameraman. Retribution. <laughs> I mean, you could have picked anybody. But no, they're going to go with God here. They're going to go that Roman Reigns is God's favorite champion, not Mira. Not somebody else. Exactly. Right. This is totally them messing with them. So <laughs> going this route. So Roman opens the show on SmackDown and they put over God. Now I'm, I'm pissed off right out of the gate. I'm angry already because you're really going to tell me it was fucking God when I saw the video of the cameraman. Okay. And he's doing his thing. And Brock Lesnar interrupts him. Yep. And Brock Lesnar, nothing big. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes in. They look at each other, they'll throw down. Usos attacked him. And he beats the shit out of the Usos. And then they go to commercial or whatever they did. Yep. By the way, Goldberg came back tonight and Raw fast forward to Goldberg and Goldberg 
and Lashley were, were having a conversation. Lashley was down the ramp though. And then his two guys came out. Goldberg beat the sheet of those two guys and they went to commercial. Goldberg and Lashley are fighting at Crown Jewel. And now Lesnar and the head of the table, Roman Reigns, is going to be fighting at Crown Jewel as well. So, yeah, same exact thing. But that's the whole other So that happens. And then just what are your thoughts about that? First and foremost, that they um, fucking are putting God over as the reason Roman won't be the feet. Or yeah, it's just, I think it's a really lame, you know, way to go about it. Uh, they could have come up with something a little bit more, I don't know, human. Let's put it that way. Uh, to end the match, have somebody, you know, come out there like an Austin Theory and get involved and get immediate heat against Balor. Something like that. Whatever, you know, like it's wrestling, right? We knew that Finn's not winning. So something has to happen, right? So yeah, I think it was lame. You know, just it, it was just lazy, and um, it's a weird way to get out. So yeah, you know, it's an, it's another bridge to to Brock, and it's another bridge to The Rock. It's all it is a stepping stones. These matches. I, well, I, actually, I disagree with you there, and we'll get into it a little bit later. But I think Drew McIntyre's beaten Roman at WrestleMania this year. That is my wow. Yeah. Oh, that's my call right now. But that is dependent on if Drew McIntyre is getting over on SmackDown. They might change that. That is, I think, the plan right now. You will ask Vince McMahon. Oh, I love look at his sword. His big giant sword. Ah, he's gonna beat Roman with the sword. He's gonna stab the Usos with him at WrestleMania. It's gonna be fine. Um. But then they start doing the draft picks, which is fine. Roman, as he should, went number one. And Big E, possibly as he should, goes number two. Right. Then Charlotte Flair is drafted by SmackDown. There's a problem with that, isn't there? Well, the problem is, is that he is the she is the Raw Women's Champion, as you know. You are playing coy, you son of a gun. Well. So... Becky, you would assume over the next couple draft picks would be yeah. chosen for Raw. Right. No, Becky wasn't drafted at all on Friday night. No, 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 no. She wasn't drafted until tonight here on Monday night, or I guess it'd be last night when this airs. And they were trying to play it out like it was some kind of weird surprise that Becky was getting drafted by Raw. Same thing with the Usos, because RK Bro and Riddle were drafted on Friday night, and the Usos were not drafted on, on Monday. And Roman told the Usos, make sure Heyman gets you guys drafted on Raw, or, quote, leave him for dead. And that's part of what happened on SmackDown. Right. So... Here's the thing. The Usos are the tag team champion of SmackDown. And Becky is a SmackDown, is, is also the, the, the SmackDown champion. But there's a tag team champion already on Raw. There's a world women's champion already on SmackDown. And WWE was trying to, this is how stupid. They, like, I, I'm, I'm shocked by this. Are you trying to tell me you're going to have all of your champions on one brand? You're going to, oh, the Usos might go to Raw. They'll have both tag team championships. And then Becky will stay on SmackDown. Like, 
it's never going to happen. Did anybody with a brain in their head think, buy into any of the shit that WWE was playing all weekend? Like, what's going to happen with the Usos? What's going to happen with Becky? First of all, the fact that they weren't drafted on night one is a Why would you draft? Who's drafting this shit? Wouldn't you want all the champions on your show? Yeah, my first note, if I was in that meeting, is, hey, the current champions remain on said shows. Wow. Period. Wow. Now you build from there, from the entire roster. The, the champs don't move. They would just really avoid so many issues by just saying that. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and, and if you have a situation like you had here with Charlotte, where like Fox wanted Charlotte and she had the championship, well, you know what? You figure a quick way for her to drop it. I mean, I don't think she minds it because she's just going to just win it again and just add to the tally. So, I mean, like it's a win-win, really. Skinner Baker's dozen. Got to get that Baker's yeah. dozen. But now instead, it's like her and like um, Becky Lynch have to meet at like the uh, the Berlin Wall under the cover of night and have to exchange championships or something. Or that stupid, stupid shit that they had to do for the Usos. Or not the Usos. It was New Day and the Street Profits. It was last year, right? Last draft or the draft before? I think it was last one. And they did this yeah. like exchange of the belts. Then there was Bray Wyatt who just magically turned his belt blue instead of red. So wow, that's how it happens, man. Ch- it's shitty. Yeah, like I, I didn't like any of what they're doing, and especially with the draft too. It's just they should just make it way more simple. Keep the champs where they are, and then build from there. Who's the hottest free agents? What? Who? Hey, where's Drew McIntyre going? Is he going to go after Roman? That's what the fans should be talking about. Well, it did happen. Great, but like it's just the way they set it up. It just it should be like terrible. It it should almost be like like a trade and rumor thing, like time of peri- like time period. They should build up a, like a month to it. They could do this so much better. Exactly. I mean, and and all by the way, seventy five percent of the roster is not even getting drafted. They're so all, they're, all free they're, all free, they're all free agents. So the draft is actually pointless. I mean, maybe there's some behind the scenes shit like to get paid more if they're a higher draft pick. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Sasha Banks was drafted to SmackDown. Seth Rollins to Raw. Let's go over. Now we we got the big thing out of the way. I really wanted to talk about how stupid and idiotic that WWE would go in with the God. The way they finished that match totally just, it absolutely just, I don't want to get too pissed off about it because it's the same thing as we always talk about, but they just treat us like we're so dumb. And we are because we keep on paying them the ten bucks a month. Well, I do. You're not, but I do. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's like I still have you yet to get on board. <laughs> I just watch the free stuff at this point. <laughs> so the draft results, folks, and this was on Friday Night SmackDown. We had, as we talked, we had Roman Reigns. Is going to stay on SmackDown. Biggie's going to stay on Raw. Bianca Belair was drafted to Raw. Charlotte Flair to SmackDown, which we already talked. So Bianca Barrett Belair was drafted over the SmackDown Women's Champion. Then we had Drew McIntyre, which was a big one to, to SmackDown, and he right away called out Roman. And he said he's going to flip the table over on him. And then he pointed at them with his sword. Oh. 
RK Bro. <laughs> RK Bro over to is going to stay on Raw. Edge to Raw. Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash to Raw. Keith Bearcat Lee to Raw. Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Austin Theory all to Raw. SmackDown, as we said, Roman, Charlotte, and Drew. They also got the New Day. Which is a very strange move. Yeah, let's talk about that. They just reunited New Day two weeks ago. And the fans liked it, right? And then and then what happened? I, the they draft. took it away. They took it away. It reminds me a little bit of AJ and the Good Brothers. It does actually. It made no sense when they did it. It's like I think back then you and I were saying, like, why would you why do you have to split them up? Like somebody's like, Yeah, let's put the, the faction up for some reason. Yeah. That was the beginning of the end for Gallows and Anderson in WWE. I know they won the, the yeah. championship later. I know they won the they actually went into WrestleMania later that year as the, the raw champs, but overall that was the beginning of the end for their for their run for sure. Um yeah. but yeah, it was weird, and I, I don't know if it made anyone happy there because biggie was actually talking about it but maybe it was like all right well we'll give you we'll put the new day back together for you like you said but we're breaking you guys up so not a big deal also i think they both look at at i think they want to see austin creed uh get a good titles uh singles run sometime soon so i think that's going to happen um xavier woods who obviously i'm talking about much bigger dick than seth rollins <sighs> Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, who ties right into a quill sidebar, absolutely beat the living shit out of Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens jobbing cleanly and dominated by Baron Corbin. Reminds me of Drew McIntyre beating the shit out of Dean Ambrose in, tw- in the winter of 2019. Yeah, Kevin Steen is just going to be putting people over from this point forward. And Madcap Moss. How about that guy? Can you believe they came up with the name Madcap? Madcap Moss. And and like you madcap. How like talk about insulting our intelligence as you just mentioned with the draft. Now go and watch that segment of of sports entertainment where Baron Corbin and Madcap Ross or Moss, Madcap Moss, I'm sorry. Um, are laughing the entire time they're beating up Kevin Steen. Just laughing because it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. We're heels. We're laughing at this guy's pain. Ha, ha, ha. And that's all it is. Their idea of comedy. And it was such For a blowjob match. It was a squash match. It was bad. So bad. It was so bad. I felt bad for Kevin Steen, man. It's going to be glorious when he leaves and he lifts up that trophy for Owen. Can't wait. Are you, I have a question, and I noticed you have, because you have been, if anyone knows the Impaler, you have been nothing but a big Kevin Steen fan since day one, since he walked under into WWE. NXT, yep. That's what I meant. I don't just mean yep. against Cena. I mean, you love that guy when he yep. made his debut again and took out Sammy. Yep. Sammy Zayn. Yeah. And here's a situation where he's one of your best guys, one of your favorite wrestlers, and has been a good company guy overall. And then you just see this happening because they know he's not coming back. Yeah, they know it. They sense it. There's no reason for him to. It's the time. 
and he's going to go help put them under. <laughs> well, we'll see. About, well, we'll we'll see about that. But uh, it won't be. They, they're, making, they're still making a lot of money. WWE's not going under anytime soon. But well, we can get. We're going to get into some things that I think are something that is very worrisome if you're a WWE fan or a member of the WWE universe or what have you. But let's go back to the draft. Hit Row NXT. What do you know about Hit Row? I don't know anything about them. They look cool. Are they in their Hit Row? Now, do they make hits or do they put out hits on people? Are they like gangsters? Are they like... They're both. It's like the show Empire sort of thing. Um, It's like I'm not really too familiar with them is because I've sort of stopped DVRing NXT for a couple months now. But here's the weird thing, right? So the the leader of the hit row, I think, is a guy named Swerve, who I saw have a couple good matches, right? And he ended up winning the North American title months ago. I want to say like around six months ago. I just read this recently. He has not defended it once in like six months. And all he's doing is these promos while holding this belt. Like... That is a belt like that Triple H went and I, and I think HBK came up with and it was like guys like Adam Cole, baby, held that belt. Like that's a good belt to have in NXT. It's like a, an IC belt. If yes. You will. Yeah. It's a secondary. So, uh, yeah. And, and it's like the workman's belt, if you will. And it's like they don't defend it for months. And now he's just going to go and absorb them to you said it was a SmackDown or Raw. They're going to be on SmackDown. Okay, so they're going to be on SmackDown, and let me see. Okay, like yeah, I think there's four of them. There's one. Uh, there's uh, there's four of them, and I think one of them is a, a woman out of yes. the four, from what I recall. And uh, and you know what? I just saw a match of hers. That's is ironic, actually. She wrestled. There's like a Spanish faction with a, with a wrestler named Electra, who's a female in, in that one, right? So Electra and the girl from or and the woman from uh, Hit Row had a match, and I was like, man, I'm like, this girl is like green, like she is not ready for like the, the main like roster, sort of like in matches. And then what happens? They go and push her right to SmackDown on Fox. She like, that's she probably doesn't need to be a wrestler. She'd probably just be a valet. She could be like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're finally pushing her up. So I, you know, listen, I, I've never really had. B Fab, you know, by the way, B Fab is the young lady in Hit Row. B Fab. Okay. It's like J Wow. Hmm. Similar but different. Swerve. Yeah. Ashante V Adonis. Top Dalla and B Fab. That is going to be your new badass faction on SmackDown. Now, where are the Street Profits going? Do they go to Raw or SmackDown? They went to Raw. New Day is going over to SmackDown. Ah, uh, so it's going to be New Day versus Hit Row. That might be one of them. I mean, hopefully they get a tag team going, man. We'll see what's going on with the division. But uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio on, on over on SmackDown. And Austin Theory actually drafted to SmackDown at – I'm sorry, I apologize. Hit Row – that they were all on Raw. I apologize. Uh, so rounding out that list, Hit Row, which we just talked about, Naomi is going to be back on SmackDown. Probably going to line with the Bloodline. I think it would be the most natural and best way to go about it. Yeah, it seems like they're pushing her that way, right? Like with the uh, Sonya Deville angle. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and then Jeff Hardy is going to go job out to people over on SmackDown as well. Starting with Austin Theory, because Austin Theory kicked his ass tonight. It was pretty funny, though. I think to, to, For Austin Theory's credit, he said, can I get a selfie? And he got a selfie with Hardy, like, you know, marking out for him. And then he beat the yeah. shit out of him. And then when he was laid him out, he, he got a selfie with him when he was, like, sleeping. And Hardy had that face paint on where the eyes are on his yeah. eyelids. It's fantastic. Hey, you know what? Uh, a truth be told, I got a text message from none other than the Love Cannon of Fort Myers, Florida, bringing up how he laughed out loud at that segment. Yeah, he's a fan. He was like, I, he goes, I like, he goes, I'm over with Austin Theory. He's like, I like him. Austin Theory's caught a lot of people's eye, including Seth Rollins. So I think Austin Theory might be a guy, but the thing is, is how much will he be able to do on the WWE main roster? That's the question. Yeah. We've seen talent. You can be talented as the day is long. You could be Malachi Black and they will be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Just have him not talk or have him enunciate really loudly. Have him lose an eye. Pink. Yeah, really enunciate. That'd be another good skit right there, by the way. Yeah. Vince coaching promos. About what Alistair Black can do in the ring and what he can do to your soul. No, 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 no. Let's do this. What Alistair Black can do like that. That's how you got to do it. I, I mean, it's not really, I'm not really, you know, I'm kind of laid back, intense, not really. Just do it. It'll be great. It'll be good. Such good shit. All right. You know, I would like someone to come and pick a fight with me. Me. No, damn it. Fair enough. With me. God. A fight with me. Pick a fight with me. Pick a fight with me. Damn it, I got it. He'll be over. He'll be world champion in three months. Good job, Finn Balor. I'm, I'm Alistair Black. Hey, Vince, oh. That was that. That's how that, that, that went around. How those promos got coached. Vince probably we got him to enunciate Vince's probably like gold. That's it. They're going to be chatting along with him in no time, the pot idiots. Pritchard is there. He's like looming. He's like, boss, see, he finally got it. He finally got it the way he wanted him to do it. He's it's doing so it now. It's so good. If I don't get him over, I don't know what, what will. I mean, I don't really get all those tattoos. I really, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't like the tattoos. Either. I don't I call it goddamn kids have these tattoos. Yo, I buy a damn Undertaker. Fucking Undertaker. You think Vince secretly hates The Undertaker? That's a hot take right there. Damn it. You know, uh, one of my biggest regrets is that uh, I didn't cut The Undertaker when I could or ban his tattoos because it just got out of control. Every day, more tattoos. Every day, then, Tugboat Thomas had a tattoo. Then The Rock came in. He had a tattoo. Everyone started getting damn tattoos. Jeff Hardy. And then CM Punk. God damn it. I don't know. 
How is Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, Hit Row, Naomi, Jeff Hardy, even Austin Theory, as much as I love him, we, we love him. How are any of these guys drafted above Becky Lynch and the, and the Usos? It makes no sense. Am I supposed to believe this is an actual draft? Am I supposed to believe this is legit? Like, can you at least pretend? Yeah, like, why Why would, as a company, why, why, you know, like, why would you do this? Who would allow anybody to do this? So after that, all that shit drafted, and now they're, and they try to sell, we don't know where they have a whole angle, a whole freaking angle with, with Roman. Make sure you guys get drafted to SmackDown. Not because I want my title to be held and I want you with me. It's because it would be really fucking stupid if they had two tag team champions on the same show. Oh, Paul Lee to go sell them to keep the Usos on SmackDown. <laughs> How, this has got to be the easiest job that Paul Lee's ever been given. The Usos <laughs> go and approach the Usos approach a Paul Lee and they're like, yo, <laughs> you know, you got to make this happen, bro. Us. Hey, Us. Hey, yeah, how you feeling, Paul? Oh, the Usos. How, how, anything from my tribal chief? Yeah. Yeah, Us. He said, you got to get us on SmackDown, Us. We the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. We the ones. He the head of the table. You got to do it, or we going to lay you for dead. Yeah, Us. Uh, which one? Well, all right. You, you want to be on SmackDown? I'll do my very best. I, I just hope if I don't do it, the tribal chief could ha have mercy on me. Then Heyman goes out of the room and makes a phone call to Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Pierce. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah, Uso Smackdown? Yeah, I thought so. I just want to make sure. Thanks. Exactly. Oh. You can tell the tribal chief I moved mountains for him. You guys are on SmackDown. Yeah. We the ones, Oos. Yeah. Oos. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, a, you know, it was in a tough task for him. You know, I'm sure he got that over easy. <laughs> How are you going to convince SmackDown to take the tag team champions when your tag team champions, are, the other tag team champions are already on Raw. How are you going to do that? Yeah, amazing. So we go over to Raw. Becky Lynch was drafted number one, obviously, and the Usos were drafted number two. So the, the two champions who didn't get drafted till the fifth round, by the way, there was four rounds on SmackDown. So they weren't the two, the women's, the SmackDown women's champion drafted to Raw in the fifth round. Shit, man. Two-thirds of the players drafted in the fifth round even make five years in the NFL. Bobby Lashley to Raw, which we knew already, and he is continuing his feud with Goldberg. Did we talk about Bill Goldberg today? We did. And so Bobby, Bill Goldberg today, and I'm not sure if we said it earlier, Bill Goldberg today came out on a promo in on Raw and said he was going to break Bobby Lashley's neck. The last time, the last time Bill Goldberg was in Saudi Arabia, Pillar, do you remember what happened? Um, he almost broke the Undertaker's neck. He almost broke the Undertaker's neck. So if I was Bobby Lashley, 
This motherfucker going to break your neck if you don't be careful. Make sure you don't wear too much lotion. He can get a good grip on you because he'll drop you on your head. Just saying. And didn't he almost kill Bobby Lashley already? Didn't um, didn't he sure. throw him off the... Yeah, the, yeah, it went off the... Uh... Is that off the uh, where they have their office building? Is that like uh, no? He threw them off the top row. Like I think at the smack uh, at the uh, it might not have been Bobby Lashley. It might have been somebody else. But either way, Bill Goldberg. We know how horrible of a wrestler he is. You know that he ended arguably the best bell to bell man of all time, Bret the Hitman Hart. He's my favorite bell to bell. He ended his career prematurely, and we got twenty years later. We still got this douchebag coming out. <laughs> Uh, and his son gay uh was actually threatened again by bobby lashley if gage comes in again then he's gonna do it this time on purpose because lashley's still saying that he didn't do it on purpose so i do not give a flying shit about this match at all and i think it's terrible for bobby lashley having to be in the ring with him and what's worse is he's going to job to goldberg in saudi arabia mark the silicon's one's words right now bobby lashley jobs to jerk off goldberg in saudi arabia man i wonder what the jerk off cameraman thinks about that we need the jerk off cameraman to interfere for bobby lashley yeah, that would be great. Um, and what I thought was a little bit of, uh, we had Sasha Banks. She's going to stay on SmackDown. And so the idea that all four horsemen were going to stay on SmackDown was ridiculous just because Charlotte and Becky were it. But this is how ridiculous some WWE fans are. And I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. I used to be a card-carrying member of the WWE universe. But were you guys really... We're, seriously, anybody, please tell us in the, in the comments below. Tweet at us. Were any of you surprised by Sasha Banks? Not pardon me, not Sasha Banks. Were any of you really surprised about Becky Lynch or the Usos getting drafted to where they got tonight? Really? Were you any? Was is there really suspense? <sighs> so Sasha Banks to SmackDown. So she's going to stay there, and so that's going to be interesting. So now on SmackDown, you have Charlotte. Sasha. Now, where does Bailey go? Bailey is, is, is the wild card now. Yeah. I would assume she would go over to Raw. Yeah. To but I would. Out. And uh, it would be cool for her to come back as a babyface against Becky. I think that would be some great TV that would write, write itself. Seth freaking Rollins. And he gets drafted over to Raw. And we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Seth Rollins's B and E on SmackDown. It was the most um, nonviolent and obnoxiously boring B and E I've ever seen. It was no uh, Stone Cold Pillman. It was not a Stone Cold Pillman. It wasn't a Randy Orton Triple H. Oh, see, wow. It wasn't anything like that. It was just he walked in. So Edge cuts a promo and how he wants to go after Rollins, what have you, and he's calling him out. I'm I'm getting a little tired of this feud too, and I know that might not be a popular opinion, but I just Seth Rollins' version of Seth Rollins isn't. I'm not enjoying it too much, to be honest with you. Same. Um, 
Bell to belly is great. Seth Rollins might be the best in-ring guy in WWE, at least him and maybe you got him and AJ, obviously. But AJ hasn't been showcased as well as he should have been the last year. So not really his fault, but I would say the best in-ring performer overall has been Seth Rollins. Not tell him the best stories. I think you'd have to give that to Roman, but Seth Bell to Bell is still as good as anybody in WWE, but his character is just, it's just, he's trying too hard. He's over the top and it just, it's disingenuous is the problem. That's clearly not you, Seth Rollins. Everyone knows Seth Rollins, yeah. nothing like him. Right. And it's, and it's clearly a disingenuous character, which I think that's why it's not connecting with people. So Edge is cut a promo. Rollins is like, Hey, he's being this sarcastic douchebag. And, and, you know, the problem, they got some problems with that. And he's doing, he, he's acting well, but again, it's just, it's not connecting. With he's, he's acting probably too well. Maybe he's too good of an actor to be a professional wrestler anymore. Congratulations, Seth. You're no longer a pro wrestler. You are a sports entertainer. We got to get a graphic up. Look at that graphic. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Seth Rollins, sports entertainer now, folks. So, you know, they, they often say you can, you, you can take the pro wrestler out of pro wrestling, but you can't take the pro wrestling out of the pro wrestler. Seth, you have proved that wrong. So he goes in there and then nobody's home. There's no dogs. There's no Beth Phoenix. There's no children. There's nothing. It's just Seth just- Rollins. Was it just unlocked and he just walks in? Just walked right in. He's like, hey, you got to lock your doors. Which, by the way, you figure if you had millions and millions of dollars and you were a famous person, you would not have your door unlocked. Just saying. That's a whole other deal. I, I mean, am I really going to nitpick on that? If I mean, I got to turn the blind eye to something. I'll go crazy, right? So he gets into the house. And did you see this at all? Impaler. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it through uh, some sleep I was getting. <laughs> and basically, I was annoyed with any of it that I saw. Anything well, he was doing in there was just annoying and not, almost non-threatening. It was definitely not. There was nothing threatening about it. It was just having a rude guest host, like a, a rude guest at <laughs> your house. rude guy. Oh, Seth Rollins is playing the rude guy. He's like, oh, oh. you got Oh, you got Cause yeah, he's like he's doing things that are rude. He's just being rude. He's not being. A, there's nothing menacing about this version of Seth Rollins. I'd be like, yo, man, can you leave? Oh, no. leave! I mean, he, he put his feet up on his kitchen table. He just did it. I mean, what else is he gonna do? Burp? He burped. I think he did burp after he drank the OJ. He's burping. So Seth Rollins, heel of the year, man. You are the rude. You are rude. He probably used the wrong fucking salad. Fork for his steak. <laughs> Leaves the toilet bowl up at home. Poor Beth falls in, and now more maybe even worse, even worse. One of Edge's children fall into the toilet bowl because Seth freaking Rollins was a rude guest. Fuck. He just overstays his welcome, and he's just rude about everything. That's gonna how the feud's gonna be. It's gonna be him sleeping on the couch, and Beth is like, "Look, Seth." You got to go home. Oh, sorry. I forgot to take my shoes off. Fuck you, couch. That's what he was doing. That's kind of what he was doing with his really nice chair. Yeah. yeah. With his goof. It's cute. I don't want to make fun of it because it was cute. It was like this really nice little picture of Edge and the two girls and Beth. And they looked like nerds. You all have glasses on. It was so funny. It was cute. Seth Rollins made fun of his daughter's artwork. 
you know what? God damn him. I've heard enough. Like I was going around, I was going with this, but he crossed the line now, man. And the funny thing is, and you get this idea that Seth thinks he's doing this really great heel work. And then it's like, if you pay any attention to, to I'm just going to name a name and tell me there's even a ballpark. You know, I'm going to name you see what MJF does on Wednesday nights. And you see what Seth Rollins is trying to, because he's trying to be like that obnoxious over the top bad guy. And then yeah. you see MJF do what he's doing. And it's like, whoa. I mean, it's not even a strata. It's a stratosphere between these two. So for me, I, I it was an absolute waste of my time and a disaster, but it was interesting. They then cut back to Edge and he's and he was talking to Beth, presumably. He was calling, he was saying, Hey Beth. So I'm assuming it was Beth, Phoenix. Yes. It'd be weird if it was like. I don't know, another famous Beth. So there you go. So he's talking to Beth Phoenix, and he says Daniel and David are on their way over. And Daniel and David, if you don't know, are neighbors with Edge. And if you don't know who Daniel and David are, and I'm sure you do if you've been on the internet or the Twitter, is FTR's Cash and Dax. And Cash, I believe it was Dax. They might have both tweeted, but I know one of them definitely tweeted, we're going to go over there and straighten him out or something to that effect. So it was really fun seeing these two different companies playing each other within the storyline. It was great, man. I, I hope that was like an ad lib by Edge. You, I, you It had to be. It really It was probably like a wink, wink, you know, because, I mean, FTR is going to be there. For, it's not like FTR is leaving. Because Vince is probably like, what the hell is that? What are these people I just talked about? Pritchard probably didn't know. Like, oh, you know. Oh, those are the guys we wanted to dress like clowns. Oh. Oh, yeah. They looked like the four horsemen or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get them. They were small. Good. <laughs> what are they doing anyway? What big hall are they playing in? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's told Vince about AEW. <laughs> I don't even know AEW is. But I don't know. I don't know. Look, looks like midget wrestling to me. <laughs> so to, to keep on going through, and I, by the way, I love how they don't even have to be tag teams. They could just be like two guys, like Mad Cat Moss and, and Baron Corbin. And here's not a tag team, but Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs both drafted to stay on SmackDown. Somebody on Fox likes King Nakamura. And so he's the Intercontinental Champion, right? Yeah, I, I, and you know what? Like, so I wonder if Damian Priest is going to get drafted to Raw. Oh, that would shake things up, you see, because then you would just never know what's going to happen on a WWE draft. Well, so now the seventh draft of the night, Damian Priest drafted to Raw. All right, uh, another curveball out of WWE. Oh, uh, we should have saw that come in. What would happen, really? Oh, Jesus. So any nothing really going on there. I don't need to comment on either one of those. They just stay where they're put. Um, Sheamus to SmackDown, which could be interesting. McIntyre's there, too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would... It's WWE. It probably will, but I would hope they wouldn't have them do a program because they just had a real, a really decent program earlier in the year. So the, I wouldn't be surprised if they pair them together. Yeah, because didn't Matt McIntyre save Sheamus? 
I think they did something on behalf of each other. Like I think they laid a little groundwork there. Yeah. So, so but again, trying to make any sense of their booking would be pointless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You dress, drive yourself crazy. AJ Styles and Amis to Raw, so they're staying put. Oh, there was no way he was going to SmackDown uh, with uh, Heyman there. <laughs> now I just don't like that motherfucker. Fuck him. <laughs> He's a liar. Lying He's liar. A fat liar. He's from the South, so he probably has another word for him, too, but it's all there, deal. Shayna Baszler to SmackDown. Rotund. That was not the word I was thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> Shayna like Baszler to SmackDown. <laughs> I don't care at all. What do you think about that? Shannon Bla- Baszler to SmackDown. Uh, I don't care either. Um, although she did get some like positive like uh, feedback recently because she went and tried to break like uh, what's her name the the one Eva Marie perhaps like the, the real like weird looking one the uh, one that was a do drop. Eva Marie, right? Eva Marie, come on, man. She's the, yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. She was yeah. gonna be the future like five years ago. Remember? Oh my god, that's a this, she's another just a she's another like Baron Corbin type man or Happy Corbin if you will. And uh, Baszler like went and like yeah, Baszler went and like uh, destroyed Eva Marie's arm on the uh, stairs, and the place went crazy for everyone. I saw from what I understand. Yeah, because they're telling it, they're, do it again, do it again. Oh, because everyone hates Eva Marie. People don't like Shayna yeah. Baszler. That's how much they. That's how much go away hate this chick has. Yeah, Maybe. they're like, yeah, do it. Oh, man. All right, so now it gets a little interesting now. And I guess this would be the sixth. This, no, this would still be the fifth, six, seven. This would be the eighth round. Kevin Owens to Raw. So he's going to go job over there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Steen, they're just going to have him jobbing back and forth. You so are free agent of losing. Ooh, I love how you're calling him Kevin Steen. You big, big thumb to the man right there. Big finger to the man. Right? Yeah, he's a, yeah, absolutely. Gialia, Zialia, Zialy, Zealy? I don't know her. NXT. I think she was a champion in NXT Women's Champion. Zia Lee? She's a Chinese import. How do you say it? Just can you tell me? I, I actually don't know. God damn it. You're the NXT guy. It's like me not knowing who Jay White is. Fuck. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. But yeah, she was like, she was, she was there during this period of time where I was not DVRing and stuff. And if I did, I was like fast forwarding through her stuff. All right. Not a big, not a big acquisition, I'll say. (laughs) Uh, To Raw, we have the Street Profits, which we talked about earlier. Street Profits are over to Raw. New Viking Raiders go to Raw. Oh my God! I like. I think. Oh no, they're moving to that. SmackDown. I apologize. They are moving to SmackDown. There was a Raw, but there is a Raw logo uh, by their name. So you know. Gotcha. But they're going to SmackDown. Don't give a shit. I know you like them. The Viking Experience. Is that their name? Uh, I wouldn't say like them. I'm actually like not a fan of their matches anymore. Who do you think's worse, them or Bear Country? They're like the same There's fucking some, tag team, aren't they? It's a little bit. Well, I'd say Viking Raiders are a little bit more athletic overall, but like, yeah, it's like similar. 
like you know what's the one thing too like the the viking raider guy always does and i forget which which viking name he has i think it's eric actually when he ever he like does like the knee trigger or the v trigger on the guy and he just screams in his face like unless he's a heel like yeah whatever I just hate that repetitive like move that he does, and it just and that's his personality. That's the only glimmer of personality that he that he goes and gives you. So I'm not a fan of theirs. Good, I don't like him either. This yeah. is another interesting one. This is, and by the way, why did the Viking Raiders get drafted before this guy? Finn Balor goes to Raw, and what makes this interesting, and what I want you to know, this impaler, this might get your cockles a little bit hard. Wow. In your heart, you know, the cockles in your heart. Oh, uh, I thought you said, okay. No, don't cock your heart. No, come on now. I'm sorry. Finn Balor tweeted, hey, at AJ Styles org. Oh. On Twitter with a picture of them doing the two sweet. I mean, you got to do it. You would hope, but again, we don't want to get our hopes up. Because their hopes get dropped on their heads like babies who didn't have a good mother. Now, let me ask you this. Balor, Styles, and Omos. Do you keep Omos there? Omos. Omos. Omos, I'm sorry. Omos. Omos. Because Omos sounds like you're going to almost keep him there. Is he almost there? I digress. I I, I think that would be cool. I think if you can kind of piggyback off of what's going on in AEW, something of that cool factor, I think it would be good. I mean, you have the, the first two leaders of Bullet Club right there for you. Right. And they got a, they got the heater with them right away. Yeah. And you can, I mean, they don't have anybody else that's cool enough to be in that group, but they can certainly start. I, and whatever AJ Styles and Finn Balor do is going to be cool. Do you think they'll just call it the club and just start anew with them like that? I have no idea, man. And I'm not going to guess that. I don't think they're going to call it the club, though, now. I think they're going to do something different. Okay. In my opinion. Ricochet goes to SmackDown. So he'll get he'll go uh, be in catering there. Oh, no. They'll, they'll put him out there. But he'll job. And then this, I cannot wait for my wife to dress me up in this thing. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. That's Karrion Cross yeah. right there, folks. Look at that. Sexy man. That's sexy. Oh, man. I wonder if he has a ball guy going underneath that. Karrion Cross goes to Raw. They have not done a very good job with Karrion Cross thus far. The new presentation it's like, is yeah, sucks. Like, it's like Demolition 2020. It's just terrible. I mean, this guy's done. They, the way they debuted him, he was done before he even got started. This is wasting our time. Yeah. yeah. Just do something different with him. Just scrap this thing right now because it's not going to get over. They we might push him, him anyway, but I don't we think make so. him ha- They should make him happy. <laughs> make him happy, Cross. And they put the, Just put them all together. Happy times. That's what they call themselves. Happy times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Umberto Carrillo, who apparently had turned heel recently when no one noticed or cared. And Angel Garza, they got back there together. They are now a tag team. They're family, too. They're cousins, right? Yeah, and they they were feuding a couple months ago. Now they're best friends. So, but the thing is, is Umberto Umberto Carrillo uh, yeah. grew a mustache. Oh, so he turned heel. It's kind of like when 
you know, in the other version of Star Trek, they were all heels when they had facial hair. Yeah. That's how this yeah. is. So Alberto Carrillo, he gets facial hair and he's a heel. Understood. It's understood. Alexa Bliss to Raw when she comes back. Uh, she'll be out for a little while, though. Take some time off. And she's apparently she's going to come back as old school Alexa Bliss. About time. Cesaro, Cesaro will stay on SmackDown. Carmella to Raw. Who the flying hell is Ridge Holland? He's a big dude from NXT. Big English guy. Oh, you, let me guess. He was a big athlete who failed in the sport he was in, and the WWE snatched him up. Nah, I don't know if it's so much that, but he's like, uh, no, no, he's from England, and I think he was at NXT UK. Former rugby I, star. Was former rugby star, okay. Yeah, but like with him being in England, I'm not sure if he just started with NXT then immediately, or would he actually like went the same route like as a Finn Balor or anything? Not not saying Japan, but like wrestling at the federations there, like where like uh, Paige and her family started. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, he was a rugby player, so maybe I, I look. I, I'm just making jokes because I WWE. That's what they do now. They care more about the athleticism. They think they can teach a guy how to connect with a crowd, and in many cases they can, but it's generic because they're all being taught the same way, and they're trying to speak to the crowd in the same way, and that's why their demographic continues to get older and older. But are you ready for the biggest news? I know you're excited about I have not given a shit about this, but you have been all about this. Gable Stevenson drafted to Monday Night Raw. Really? Absolutely. They just announced that. That's tonight. He was drafted in the fifth round on Raw. That's really big, man. Okay. Man, I, again, I don't know much. And, and, and you know what? And then, and again, the, the reason why I'm saying this is big. This ties into the Brock being a free agent thing, where he's going to bounce off two different shows. Yeah, that's where it's like, ah, okay, I see what's going on here. They're going to start building this up a bit with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is what this is what they had it all planned out. And I mean, I mean, how excited? I mean, let's see how he is. I'm not. I mean, is he going to be Kurt Angle when he gets in there? Is he going to be Ronda Rousey? He's going to be Ronda Rousey. I don't give a shit about it. Okay. Sorry. I'm not going to get excited over something on potential in WWE anymore. And I've had this conversation with you before. Let's see how it goes. I, it's, it's hard for me to get excited because how many times did we get excited about something and we just got dropped on our head? Like Jake the Snake Roberts and Ricky Steamboat. It's a hell of a reference. Saturday night's main event. And then Steamboat came back with a Kimona dragon to kill the snake. Eh? Say, he's a pretty good one-upper, that Steamboat. <laughs> and that was pretty much the end of his career in WWE. <laughs> for at least for a short amount of time. Then he was then he was doing Broadway's with Ric Flair about six months later, and it was fine. Sammy Zayn to SmackDown. Well, he'll stay on SmackDown. And so he tweeted... Up, they broke... They broke up Sammy and Steen. Go on. He tweeted at 1042 after it was announced. He It just says tweeted last, L-A-S-T, period. Because he was drafted last. Ah, uh, okay. You thought it was because it was the last time. <laughs> 
I just realized that that's how, that's what ended up. Nothing really big other than McIntyre and the women's and the women switching, the women champion switching. It just put the overall vibe of this friggin' draft in Paler. Tell me, where is the sense anywhere? Is supposed to be a legitimate draft that we get excited about? Uh, it's a draft that I'm confused about now. Like the here, okay, so they've set the draft table now. To me, like who are the biggest free agents remaining out of the roster that remains? Dolph Ziggler. That's not moving the needle. Uh, Bobby Lashley is that's actually not a bad pay-per-view though. If you look at this, by the way, folks, I mean, I do not care about Bobby Lashley Goldberg. We're talking about crown jewel, but right now you have the problem with this card is that every, these, these matches are already picked because of this stupid draw draft Lashley Goldberg McIntyre, big E for the WWE championship, the SmackDown championship, even though she's on raw, will defend against a woman from Raw and a woman from SmackDown. Okay. Amos, Amos and AJ will challenge RK Bro for the Raw Tag Team Championship. And then, obviously, we have Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So it's not a bad pay-per-view for a Thursday afternoon. Is that this week? No, it's all, I believe it's like October 24th. Okay. 21st, Thursday, October 21st. I, 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 I often hate these pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia, man. And you know what? Like, even with this one, it's like the fans wanted Lashley Goldberg, right? To a certain extent, right? They're like, just can't wait for it. Ah, where do you get it? In Saudi Arabia. Well, I think it's because you can sell Goldberg to the Saudi people because they're not probably as educated in in professional wrestling and they don't realize how much of a piece of shit Goldberg is like fans in America do. So it's probably that. Um, They are going to have three women wrestle in Saudi Arabia. And we have a picture of Sasha Banks actually just tweeted a a picture of the outfit she's going to be wearing while she's wrestling in Saudi Arabia. And... uh, and I, I think this is going to go really great. It's going to kind of go with her little vibe over at, but this is a look of look of Sasha Banks and her look. She's going to have wrestling in that championship match. So I like it. You see it at all? Or no? I saw it and I just got to shake my head, man. Why? They treat women like shit over there. <laughs> I just shake my head. I mean, I wouldn't be doing shows there. I don't care how much. That's my point. Don't worry because it's money. All they give a fuck about is money. They don't care about how they treat women over there. Human rights are being violated over that. You know what? It's a downer of the show. We're going to cut that one out too. I just get really, I just get really angry about that. That if if there's human rights being violated, if women are treated a certain way, don't we have a moral obligation to not give them and do business with them? No, no. Vince wants their money, so he doesn't care about stuff like that. It's one of the it's one of the things that I always like like would remember about like Sammy doesn't go, Owens doesn't go, or Kevin Steen doesn't go, and uh, 
Brian Danielson or uh, Brian Danielson was another one that wouldn't usually go. From what I remember. Yeah. So they all like, were like, hey, Vince, you know what? It's all fine and good. Go make your money, but we're going to go and pass on this paycheck. Yeah, especially Sammy. He's very vocal. He has a Sammy for Syria, and he's yeah. very vocal about atrocities that happen all over this world. And it's very disingenuous to me mm-hmm. when, you know, at, at the end of the day, Vince McMahon still does business like people did business in the 80s and 90s. Cutthroat, fuck the other guy. The the world in many ways is changing, and, and this kind of way of doing business is going to really hurt WWE long-term once he's dead. Yeah. Well, and then again, they'll have a brand read. They'll have a complete brand read change. They'll have a softer. It'll be things are going to be so much different when, when Vince goes. But we're not there yet. We're still going to have Saudi Arabia shows, and we're still going to kiss ass. And then he's going to go over there and kiss their ass. And and they'll they'll have a flight hang, held over for five hours because of a security threat and all the bullshit that they got to go through. And have three amazing, talented women go out there, put on the best show that they can, knowing that. Half the crowd thinks that they're pieces of shit. How we pull a shot of this down? We talk about AEW, all elite wrestling. That was our WWE review. That was that was spicy. I got a little upset there about this draft, there, Beller. Yeah, it's just <laughs> this draft really got to you. It got stuck in your craw, as some people from Oklahoma might say. I'll tell you, it just got stuck in my craw. I can't help it. I like big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> so AEW is moving right along. There is speculation. Newest thing, newest news. We want to talk about it. The Joker. They are having a monster event uh, on a casino ladder match Wednesday night. And I gotta pull up the the people. And this is usually Impaler. When they have yes. these casino battle royals or casino ladder matches, it's not really top tier guys like right. Scorpio Sky or you know somebody like that. You know what I mean? It's not you know even Mid-card. Jungle Boy is a mid you know Jungle Boy is still a mid Carter at this time. All right, so Impaler, as I was saying, usually yes. you have these, you have a couple of mid Carters, maybe one or two main eventers. This is really much. All five of these guys have made have been a singles main event match in dynamite and they have all been monster stars you have andrade el idolo orange cassidy pack moxley lance archer and matt hardy matt hardy's probably the, the in terms of star power now he's probably the lowest man in the totem pole on that list maybe archer but i mean this is a who's who this is gonna be a badass match yeah. and, and the joker so my question paler your thoughts on who the joker is who do you think it's going to be? And who do you expect to win this? My thinking is that the Joker is going to be none other than a hangman page. And I think he's going to win it. Really? Yep. I think it's going to be Buddy Matthews. Oh, it's a hot take. The reason reason being, he tweeted a picture of a Joker card today. Oh, did he? Yeah. Interesting. So Even though Kenny came out with a promo the other day and had the hangman thing drawn on his on his arm. They, oh, did he? they do all it's so weird. They do all these little things 
to let you know something's going to happen soon. But yeah, Buddy, Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy, who, by the way, also, because it was nothing but speculation he was going to go to Impact. But yeah, it looks like Buddy Murphy might be the case. And both he and Kenny have said they both are interested in working with each other. And this was months ago. So oh, really? this is something I think it's a situation where you can get another dream match. Kenny can get another dream match under his belt before he loses the title to Hangman. Whenever that happens, I think it will be Hangman. But I think he's going to fight Danielson at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to win. And then maybe Hangman's back for a revolution. But um, I don't think Hangman's coming back. Hangman might come back. He'll come back way before revolution. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think he, he might not be coming back until after full gear or at full gear even. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's who I thought. But that's kind of the big thing that I, I was wanted to talk about AEW tonight, uh, this week. You want to talk about the Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega match, which have you noticed? One thing I want to bring up too, a, Rampage continues to put the main event or a match that would be a caliber main event caliber match in the first match. They've been doing it. I remember I know we complained about Andrade and Pac not opening the show. Yeah. But they've been opening with the top match pretty much every single week since then. CM Punk opened it one week. And then this week we had Nick Jackson and, and Brian Danielson going at it. What'd you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was a good match. I just thought, you know what? I think they're just going to end up doing this because most of their people are going to be, most people are going to be watching at that point in time anyways. Like by 11 o'clock, you're going to be losing a good percentage and some people are just going to be passing out. So, you know what? You want to get your, the first, you know, important match on the card. You have their attention, let it rock and roll. So, uh, but I thought it was a good match, man. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, seeing Nick Jackson in a single sort of light was interesting. And, uh, and Brian Danielson, man, I'm just, I'm a fan. I like, I am a fan of the American dragon. I like how he cheats. I like how he's like, he bends the rules. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, every wrestler should be doing that. It's just great. It's such a simple thing. And it's just awesome that he does it blatantly, you know, it's how do you like him winning I, I with the, loving what's going on there. Yeah. How do you like how he won with the, the, Cattle mutilation. Cattle mutilation. Oh, I know you popped when that happened. <laughs> You're like, yeah. just a good fuck you to Vince and WWE because they wouldn't let him use it because it didn't show his face. I got to tell you too, man. I, I did laugh out loud when uh, Cutler got kicked in the face. Oh, yeah. Cutler's been gold, man. I've been a big fan of Brandon Cutler for a while. But it was a really good match. Nick Jackson is just incredible what he does in the ring. I mean, he does a lot of the flippity, flippity, ha-has and all that that probably, you know, he does, he's one of those guys who do three flips just to do an arm drag, which I don't love. Yeah, right, um, right. But, I mean, he's just great. And I love the homage to the Macho Man Randy Savage he does every chance he gets. He did the, he did the double axe handle on the back perfectly, yeah. and then he goes the... <laughs> yeah. Heel bucks are, are actually fantastic, but... Uh, what did you think of, of AEW Dynamite? What did you think of the Brian Danielson elite promo? Uh, no balls, man. Kenny, no Kenny. balls, Omega. <laughs> yeah. And, and just getting that over is great. Um, yeah, I'm loving it, man. I just, I'm loving the fact that, oh, yeah, even just like the fact that CM Punk was announcing. Love it. I love him on the microphone, man. I do I, have to I, bring that up. I want to talk about that, though. Uh, 
All right, let's roll with it. Here's the back. Here's the problem with CM Punk, and I wanted it. And, and AEW fans, guys, I I want to bring you guys in real quick. I want to talk to you guys. We're not WWE scumbag fans, okay? We don't chant CM Punk in every promo just because he's there. CM Punk chants were happening during Kenny Omega's pro- promo and during MJF's promo. So it's a problem. If they don't stop chanting his name during promos that he don't need to be chanted, he's not going to be out there as much. So we got to be a little bit more accurate with our CM Punk chants, folks. And frankly, I don't want to have to try to listen over you guys when I'm trying to hear MJF or Kenny Omega talk. That's the most important part of this. Well, no, I mean they're trying to tell a story out there, and they're trying, and they're and they're both working great programs. MJF is starting this monster program with Darby Allen, and how about that? We'll get into that in a second. And then Kenny Omega is doing the program with Brian Danielson. They're chanting CM Punk. CM Punk has nothing to do with either one of these guys. They're, so. What have yeah, it's you? Just, it's the, it's the fans want CM Punk Kenny, and the fans want CM Punk versus MJF. And he's standing right there, you know, or he's sitting right there. So it's that's like, what I'm saying. Know, I think, the, yeah, if that's what I'm saying. I think if that becomes consistent. I don't know if he's going to be out there quite as much. Something, yeah. just something to think about. Um, but yeah, MJF and Darby Allen. What did you think of that segment? Um, that segment was awesome because. Um, you just see MJF climbing up the rungs of heeldom like nobody else. And him just bringing up certain lines that my jaw will drop when he referred to and, and sort of relate the whole, uh, you know, he says to Darby, uh, I love the whole school shooter mime on a skateboard wow. thing. <laughs> I, I lost it. I was like, Oh my God. He just cut Darby in half school shooter like the fact oh my god the fact that he actually said that it's unbelievable the batman voice is really cool and all i dig it and then then he does the low blow on his uncle getting killed in a car accident driving drunk yeah he just really went for the throat on that one as just a complete heel but here's the thing so they draw the lines. They're telling a story. You know them. This is going to be a story. The story is Darby Allen is saying, you can't break me, MJF. You can't break my mentality. You can't break my spirit. You can't get into my head. And now MJF, who, by the way, just said what he just said about the school shooting and just said about the Batman voice and just said about his drunk uncle dying in a car accident. He didn't even start trying to torture this kid yet. That's where this is going. MJF is going to go to heights or lows, depending on your perspective, that we have never seen in professional wrestling before. That's my prediction during this angle with Darby Allen. You're probably right. Because you saw the light bulb going in MJF's head. You saw it. You saw the light bulb. I can't get in your head. Okay, we're done here. Let's go. And now he went back to the drawing board. And I'm going to figure out how to screw with this dude's head. How do you screw with his head? You go after his mentor. You go after Sting. By the way, the number two comment with Sting was great, too. forgot about that one. Yeah. I mean, it was a great show. You know, it's like we forget how it happened. All right. So, yeah, CM Punk joined commentary, and he's been great. The opening, 
And CM Punk still gets his great pop every time he comes out. He's loving every second of it. And he's great on the mic, yeah. too. You brought it up. What, what do you love about CM Punk on the mic? Uh, it's not like how I love how conversational he is. Like, he just, he has, like, sort of inside jokes, like, with, with the guys where you're, like, in on the joke. But it's, like, it, it's, like, it's just a cool sort of vibe to it, man. And he's just, like, Joe every guy watching a match and and sort of giving his perspective on it. And I and I love the re, related, uh, relatability of him, really, is what it comes down to. He's not trying. He's a natural. He's not trying too hard. Like, Jericho is yeah. trying really hard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey, wow. And, and, and he's looking at look at him. He's got that, that mask on his face. And and, and and look, he's giving him a, a suplex. And, and, and look, and he's and now he's. And, and... OK, Chris, calm down, bud. Adam Cole, who is over as a heel as I've ever seen as a baby face. I mean, the guy gets cheered in everything he does. He was even getting cheered at the match with Jungle Boy. And what did you think about J- Adam Cole and Jungle Boy? Thought you were going to say it. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I, I, no, no, I'm sorry about that. I should have got your cue. Yeah. And then basically, I, I and this is what caught me off guard with this match. To me, this is probably the best Jungle Boy match I've seen personally. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's interesting to see him get in there with the guy who maybe leads the match. And Adam Cole is like telling a story with this kid and they're showing off his talent. And I was pretty impressed with Jungle Boy in this, but again, it was great to watch uh, Adam Cole win and Bay Bay. And um, I was very cool with it, man. It was just, uh, it was a great way to start off the show. And then of course he gets joined by his brothers from the elite and they basically come out having fun. And they say, now are you ready for the best promo? That was a great spot. And they put Nakazawa, Nakazawa on the mic. Cutler takes the, takes the mic from Adam Cole and then they say, what the hell are you? know, the yellow coat. Yeah. The, the two stooges, Nakazawa and Cutler, they play beautifully in that. Um, and everyone, and then Kenny basically starts talking about Brian Danielson. And then they talk about coming out. Then they talk about how it's not going to be a rematch. Brian Danielson comes out, as we've talked about earlier. And Kenny Noballs has been born. And it is going to be a t shirt 100%. <laughs> Well, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. Kenny Noballs gets chanted upon. And then they make the match for Nick Jackson and Brian Danielson, who saw on Rampage, which was a great match. And really what you're interested to see. And now we get start getting into some interesting shit. The next match, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel against the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and armed Arn Anderson... And Lee Johnson obviously tagging with Cody. Brandy coming out again. Arn Anderson, what did you think about this? The ending, what, the beginning, a lot of weird things happening here. Arn tells Cody to have Lee Johnson lead off. Cody leads off instead, or it was the other way around. And then Arn wanted Cody to tag out to lead. Something didn't happen. Lee wound up dragging Cody over to the corner, tagging out, and getting the win. And then... The promo right afterward, Cody's just talking about Malachi Black, and Arn cuts him off and goes off on him and admits that he kills people if they try to break into his car. Don't ever ask Arn Anderson for directions. So all that's all I learned from that promo. Yeah. Roll him up is not what he does in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I was like that that promo was 
was something else and it's it's funny like all the memes that have come from like that whole statement that Arn <laughs> when he brought up the Glock it's just like crazy Arn going going for the throat and and rumor has it you can't spell or like what it was an Arn spelled backwards is N R A so That's right. <laughs> it's a, it just everything writes itself for this guy but him going off on Cody was great and you see like even like the expressions of Brandy they're branching off here. They're going to have some sort of like bad split here. Arn leaves them behind, walks off with uh, shoddy Lee Johnson there. And like, it's something else here. Like, it's like, we're, I'm hoping to see Cody as a heel. We got to see this. I think everyone wants to see it and everyone's calling for it now. It would be, it would just be, it, there's no way around it now. You guys getting booed at every building and you're, Trying to, and he's being this pussy baby face, dorky, happy to be there, jerk off baby face. And he hasn't put in the work on the screen. So fans that don't like him. AEW fans don't like that bullshit. They don't. So um, so that happens. And obviously he goes in and and, and Anderson. And it was funny. I was on Twitter and a WWE fan that I, that follows me and I follow. Uh, tweeted, hey, why is that? Didn't doesn't watch AEW too much, unfortunately, for him. And he said, Why is Arn Anderson trending? <laughs> and then he saw it and then he said, Oh my God, that was amazing. So it, it just it's funny when Arn Anderson is tw- trending on Twitter in 2021, you know that would not be happening if he was in WWE. But uh, he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't even be allowed on camera. He's fat and southern. I don't like him. Uh, let's go right to the main event right now, though. We obviously talked about MJF and we talked about Darby again. You have Miro defends, who's been a magnificent TNT champion. Miro defending against the young upstart Sammy Guevara, who has really been, in many ways, the highlight reel of the inner circle, really the strongest member of the inner circle, really, for the last six or seven months. And that says a lot. And he gets his first shot at the TNT title. And I thought it was a great match. And he winds up winning. What did you take away from this match? And Paler, what did you notice? I can't wait to hear you and Paler. So, so yeah, well, here we go. Basically, we have this match with Miro, who's like one of the strongest heel champions that we've seen in a long time. So, so good at what he does. Even though he's a heel and God's favorite champion, the fans love him. When he cheats, they react positively. Like, it's great. So this guy's been awesome. And I wasn't even sure. This is one of those matches like, you know what? Like, I'm I'm thinking maybe Sammy has a good has a chance, but like it could have gone either way. I wasn't sold 100 percent either way. You know, I was iffy on it. So hey, we we'll cut to the chase here. Sammy wins a great match. And what I want to go and point out is this, and this is what WWE should just take note of, or every ever wrestling fan could even take note of. From the beginning of the show, where it started off with one of the four pillars of their youth. AW's youth, Jungle Boy, in a match with uh, uh, Brian Danielson. Right? Adam Cole. I'm sorry, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. So he's in a match with Adam Cole, who's like the hottest free agent in wrestling recently. Starts uh, working a program with Adam Cole, has a hell of a match to lead off. Then you have in the middle of the show, and it might have been around the nine o'clock hour, um, MJF and Darby Allen two of the four pillars of youth for AEW begin a program against each other, which had one of the most killer promos that you will ever see. And it's building on something incredible. And then you end the show 
with having the fourth of four pillars that that company had has win the TNT championship off of Miro, one of the biggest heels that they've ever had and a huge success. And it was a hell of a show that basically made fans at home and fans in the stands beyond happy. And it's, it's one of those moments in that company's history where you and I are going to go and talk about this and be like, you remember that we saw that. And these guys have been world champs. Then at that point, tag team champs many times over uh, great feuds. And these guys all could be wrestling there for the next 20 years. Yeah. I mean, cool. and it, this is just an incredible foundation. And then you look and see what WWE, WWE is answering with Goldberg. Lesnar. Lesnar. Edge. Right. Edge. Edge and Rollins. Right. So, you know, and then it's these, like, I've never seen an almost more uneven match in terms of companies at this point. Because really, there's not much of a future that WWE can offer compared to what I just described to you. I thought when NWO first took over WCW that first year, they were a lot better than WWE, but not like this. This is something that I'm passionate about. The you know, there was still the 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 beginnings of there was still the Hart Foundation. There was still Shawn Michaels. There was the beginnings of Stone Cold. There were still some really great things happening. Multiple great things happening in WWE, along with the Disciples of Apocalypse and you know, Los Bariquas and whatever the hell else was a disaster back then. Right. But nothing like this. This is just from top to bottom. Other than production, it's a better show from top to bottom. And there's a reason for it, folks. And and, and I think this goes to it. And this is the difference. And I think we talked about it in pre-production. You know, Bruce Pritchard says something. I listen, I I still listen to his, his podcast often. And they were doing a best of Vince McMahon stories this past week. And I encourage you to listen to it. Some funny stuff on there. And Vince, his idea was that people that are saying that Vince McMahon is out of touch and doesn't know what he's doing anymore is the same thing people were saying in 1984 and the same thing people were saying in 1997. Well, this is different now. He's a 76, pushing 77 years old. And he's not the same guy anymore. And he doesn't know what's going on in professional wrestling. He hasn't been in touch with professional wrestling for 10 years. There just hasn't been a national alternative to figure that out. Now that there is, it's obvious. And he said something. I will go with his track record. I'll trust his track record in the future and what's happening with WWE. And, and, I, and it's just a ridiculous. And we know why he's doing it. He wants a job. But it's an absolute idiotic idea that that is what you're going to rest your laurels on. He can't be a genuine about that. That's like saying, and I brought this up. It's like Joe Montana. I want to go with his track record too. He shouldn't be starting. The, he should not be starting the Super Bowl in 2021. Right. You know, Buster Douglas should not be fighting for the world championship in 2021. Patrick Ewing should not be fighting playing for an NBA championship in 2021. Tom Brady. Oh. Jesus Christ. 
So the, the point is here is that the dawn is coming, whether it's because of the dawn is coming of a new day in WWE. But it's dark as hell right now in terms of their future, and it's not going to get better until Vincent Kennedy McMahon either starts listening to other people or he dies. What would Ivan Drago say about that? If, if you want a data point to figure out what I'm talking about with Vince, well, why are you saying that? What, just because you don't like what he's doing? No, it's not that. Because back in the day, one of the greatest things about Vince McMahon is his attention to detail. He had an, such an attention to detail with little things within storylines. Bruce talks about that stuff all the time. Little things he would add to it. Now you look at this draft that we just saw. There's no attention to detail. There is, we are flying by the seat of their pants. He's getting the show together sometimes minutes before the show goes alive. That is not the man that he was the last, the previous 40, 50 years, the four or five decades he's been in the business. He's not the same guy. And so you can go back and say what he did in the 90s, say what he did against the U.S. government in 1992-93, say what he did in 1984 by expanding throughout the entire country. That's great. He did all those things. He brought professional wrestling to the mainstream more than anyone else ever will. But at the end of the day, he is garbage at his job right now, and he's hurting his company more than anyone has ever hurt the WWE in its history. And that's a shoot, brother. Wow. Just shooting for the stars on that one. Tell me I'm wrong. Impaler, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me Silicon's wrong. I can't tell you you're wrong on that because you're right. That would make me a liar, Mr. Valley. And one thing about high spots and cheap pops, we may be high, we may be cheap, but we don't lie. I don't know. I wouldn't say we're cheap. Well, I'm high. Go. I'm, I'm high. So, <laughs> well, so that's that's what we got going on in professional wrestling this week. This was a great episode. I had a blast. Impaler, what else you got this week? What are we looking forward to? Anything? What are you personally looking forward to in your life right now? How, how are you feeling? What are you looking forward to this week in the world of professional wrestling or in life? It's great to see the shadow Kelly Williams here make an appearance on this show. It's excellent. Uh, oh, there she is. Gen Zen Studios, their very first broadcast from Gen Zen Studios. It's not where it needs to be, but we're getting there. Man, sparing, sparing no expense. That's what makes me excited is that this studio is coming into play. And, uh, and it's great for the subject matter that we have because wrestling is going through the moon at this point. It's, it's just going to be a good time here in the very near future, especially with AEW and and as far as I'm concerned, you're seeing the steady decline of WWE at this point. Like, I understand they're going to make money, but the product's not going to be there, and they're going to start suffering. And that demographic is not getting any younger. No. And nature takes its course there. So then what do you do if you can't go and build new fans? And what's funny is I, I, I'm on Twitter a lot now, and we, we've grown our, 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 our followers by – by 75% over the last week. Um, That's huge. 
Huge numbers, Mr. Malley. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're, we're, we're doing we're our best. We're at about, what, two, three million now at this point? I don't want to go there. But, uh, oh. yeah, two, three, some, two, seven, something. But anyway. Yeah. But the, the fact remains, though, is that I am on Twitter, and I, and I do follow a lot of people. And you could tell there's fans of, a, of WWE that never even saw a real professional wrestling show. They just oh know God. this version of pro wrestling. This is all they know. This is all they know. And they're brainwashed. They have Stockholm Syndrome trying to sh- take shits on AEW. Like, one thing you hear, oh, they're all, all they are is ex-WWE stars. What do you want them to do? They sucked in WWE and they hated their lives. I'm not a WWE fan, but I like AEW. Kelly Williams loves AEW. She wouldn't go to the show. Up but it's, it's just, it, it, but you are seeing it slowly, but surely just as you see people who were anti-vaccination getting COVID changing their tune slowly, but surely they're changing their tune and they're changing the channel to over to AEW. And it is exciting professional wrestling. Like you said, uh, this is a historic moment that we are watching. This is an historic time. And the roster right now, AEW, I mean, it's almost like you're looking at, um, you know, the Chicago Bulls in like 1990 before they yeah. really took off. This lineup, I mean, the stars they have now are great, but the young stars they have, the four pillars. And by the way, you could throw Adam Cole in that as one of the pillars as well. He's only 32 years old. Yeah, definitely, man. I just... I'm talking about like you know them specifically because I mean all all four of those guys were on the very first show, right? Yes. So like that to me, they are anchored in there as pillars. Yeah, they were all introduced so. on stage. They were all introduced on their stage on the very first day as well. Same. No. It's a bright future, and I cannot stay, say the same because eventually their talent that they currently have there is going to be either retiring or perhaps going to AEW for one last hurrah. Like Brian Danielson. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could see I could see Edge doing this. You know, I'm definitely going to see Kevin Steen doing it and being there for a long time. And uh, Sammy I Zane. AJ, I could see AJ Styles doing this. I could see Finn Balor going there. You know what they all have in common in Balor? There's one thing they all have in common. Uh, they're all under seven feet tall. They're all professional wrestlers. Oh. Roman Reigns is a sports entertainment. We already talked about it. What, what did we learned today? Seth Rollins is now graduated sports entertainer. No longer a pro wrestler. Great job, Seth. Your brutal acting on SmackDown has proven that you are a brutal professional wrestler now. You are now officially a fantastic sports entertainer. He's the rudest heel you'll ever meet. He's not super vicious. He's not super evil, but he'll, he'll drink he'll drink your orange juice right out of the bottle. And you don't do that at somebody's house. You just don't do that. Uh, reports now, Edge just tweeted a picture. Actually, he took the peanut butter out, used it, and did not put the cat back on and left it out. So That's Seth Rollins is really pushing this. It's... Hey. That is unforgivable. And you know what else I just heard? Right over the Twitter. Rollins went and used the last of the toilet paper and just left the cardboard roller there and didn't even look to go and put a new one on. What a friggin' scumbag. 
real piece of shit. Seriously. Just rude. Just rude. Seth Rollins, you are absolutely a rude, rude prick. <laughs> That's what we learned. Becky Lynch didn't train him to change the role. I don't think no. they, they, they have the most vanilla sex of any she's, couple in she's WWE. A man. She's got to smack that bitch around and say, change the role. I think he pegs him. Set. See, see, Kelly Williams for the squint. <laughs> well, we've had an absolutely brilliant time here on iSpots and Chief Pops. We are super excited. Great week ahead. Uh, well, anything on Dan Rampot? Anything else that slipped through the cracks that we didn't get to this from this past week that I didn't hit up on the, the video? No, I, no, I think we I think we covered it all, man. Well, this is fantastic. Another episode in the books. We're pushing fifty episodes. We're gonna be at fifty by the end of the year. That's exciting. And we're going to have a Daily Valley update. If we're, once we start getting everything into place, we are talking about a major wrestling news and podcast situation uh, and an organization that we are trying to build. So keep an eye on us. We are like the little engine that will eventually. So thank you so much for listening to High Spots Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Valley with Vlad the Impaler. We love you guys. Keep watching professional wrestling. Cut with the tribalism bullshit, too, please. If you like WWE, all right, you're dumb, but I don't, I'm not going to make fun of you for it. Enjoy it. Fuck it. Here endeth the lesson. This is Silicon Steve Valley for High Spots and Cheap Ops and the Impaler. We'll talk to you guys.